to the Master Passive Income Podcast, where we talk about investing in real estate rental properties with a special focus on making enough money so you can quit your job and live the dream life. And now, here is your host, Dustin Heiner. Fantastic. It is time for another Master Passive Income Show. My name is Dustin Heiner, and I'm here to help you learn how to quit your J-O-B, that just overbroke job, that nine to five just overbroke job by having real estate investments, investing in rental properties and making money every single month from the rents that you bring in. Now, in today's show, we're going to be talking all about a new term, well, relatively new term, it's, I, I didn't really know what it was, and I heard, I was like, what in the world does that mean? It's, well, the word that I don't understand. I understand the word rental. I don't understand the word, or didn't understand the word arbitrage. I was like, what in the world is arbitrage? So the terminology is rental arbitrage. Now today, we're going to talk all about rental arbitrage, but I did want to also let you know, you're going to hear a little bit of audio quality difference, and the reason why is because I recorded this for my YouTube channel. I don't have very many subscribers. I have a lot more people listening to the podcast because I've been doing that for a lot longer. YouTube's just a whole nother animal that's just different to me. And I would surely appreciate it if you would go to my YouTube channel, masterpassiveincome.com forward slash YouTube and click on that subscribe link. I'm trying to put out videos once a week. Uh, my editing skills aren't that great. I don't have like the flashy titles and all that sort of stuff. But the content's pretty good. So I really would like for you to go and subscribe and click that alert button so you can see the videos. You'll be alerted when they actually come out. So go to masterpassiveincome.com forward slash YouTube. And so you're, you're going to get the same type of content as you're getting here at Master Passive Income, the podcast. It's going to be such great information. And you're actually going to see me standing there delivering everything, teaching everything, and all the other videos that I do that are not a part of the podcast. I just did this one specifically because I wanted to encourage you guys to go to my YouTube channel and get some great other content, more, more great content that is not on the podcast. And so I'm delivering great content in both the podcast as well as YouTube. And you guys, like always, you're fantastic. I really, really appreciate you. So let's jump into this podcast episode where I am actually talking about rental arbitrage and why you should not do it. Hi guys, my name is Dustin Heiner with Master Passive Income and I help people learn how to quit their jobs by investing in real estate rental properties so they never have to work a job again. Now, when we're talking about rental arbitrage, that might sound like a really weird terminology. If you already know what rental arbitrage is, you know what the word arbitrage basically means. But when I first heard this term, I was like, well, I'm, I've been an investor since 2006. What is it and how can it actually be a bad business model? What is this rental arbitrage stuff? Well, what it comes down to is basically rental arbitrage is where you utilize Airbnb and somebody else's property and you put them together. So here's what it would come out to. Let's say you go to a homeowner like me or a landlord like me and I have a rental property. I bought it, I've had everything you know ready for a tenant and then somebody comes to me and says, hey Dustin, I like your property here. I would like to sublease it to other people in short-term tenancies. So basically what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna rent it from you at your full asking price. Maybe I might even give you a little bit more money and what I'm going to do is I'm going to furnish it. I'm going to make sure everything's beautiful. I'm going to get insurance on it. I'm going to take care of everything. It's going to be your investment that I'm going to take care of. And I'm going to utilize Airbnb 
or VRBO or Craigslist or whatever it might be to do short-term tenants. Now, this was not would not necessarily be like um, something where you're doing long-term where they're like a month, two months along. It's more like somebody staying there for one day or two days. So you're not necessarily subleasing it. You are basically just renting it out for that night. And so that's rental arbitrage. You're using somebody else's asset, signing a lease, and then putting furniture in there, making it look pretty, but nice decorations and, and furnishings, even put like little uh, K cups or you know the coffee cup stuff and make it so like it's a bed and breakfast. And then you collect the rents because you're bringing people in from Airbnb, VRBO. Now, I would absolutely say doing short-term rentals is amazing. You make so much more money renting out the property per day as opposed to per month. So just like hotels, they make so much more money because they rent it out by one, two, three days, maybe even a week span at a time, but they don't do like three months or four months. So that usually they have not like the rates are usually, you know, one day, two days, three days. And so you have to pay per day as opposed to per month. Now, the great thing about Airbnb is if you were like, I'll just take you my house that I live in. If I were to rent it out per month, it'd be about 15, maybe $1,600 per month in a long-term tenant. It's not bad. But if you if I did an Airbnb and did you know furnished it out, made sure it looked pretty and all that good stuff, and then rented it out on Airbnb or put it on our Airbnb for a short-term rental, if I did that, then I could probably get maybe a hundred dollars night. Well, let's just say there's 30 nights in the entire month or 30 days in the entire month, that could potentially be $3,000 as opposed to 1,600. Now, what's interesting, obviously, you know, fluctuations in how much you're gonna be able to get, sometimes it's not gonna be rented and all that sort of stuff, but let's just say, let's cut it down, maybe two thirds of that. Let's say you make $2,000 instead of 15 or 1,600. You're making more money. Now, there's a little bit of more overhead and things like that, so the, I'm not talking about the short-term versus long-term tenants and properties like that. I have a whole other podcast I've done on that. I think it's like episode 46 or something like that. Talk all about the pros and cons of both. So we're not getting into that necessarily, but there are so many great things about both. They're both really, really good. But rental arbitrage is something that's totally different. Now, here's the way that you make money on or with rental arbitrage. You're basically renting out per day and then your cost is obviously furniture and all that sort of stuff, but you're paying the lease that you signed with the, the current owner. And so you're gonna make the difference because you're the one bringing people in. It's basically you're starting a business, which is a good thing. Now, here's the, here's the great thing about this. You're making money on top of how much you're spending for your expenses, like your lease and um, you know everything else that you're gonna have to pay because you're gonna have to pay for electricity, you're gonna have to pay for garbage and sewer, you're gonna have to pay everything as if you were a normal tenant. Normal tenants pay for those normal things. So you're gonna have to make sure you account for those. Now what you do is you actually get people from Airbnb coming in. Now the downside is you have so many other reasons why and not to mention you're putting or leaving money on the table. So. When you're doing rental arbitrage, you're basically just making passive income. And I love passive income, don't get me wrong. I absolutely love passive income. That's the way I and my family are able to, to live. I put food on the table, we travel the world, we do all the things that we wanna do because of passive income. But that's only one way that you make money with rental arbitrage. See, with you, when you own rental properties, a single family home or multifamily or short term or long term, you make money in six different ways. I'll quickly go over them. Number one is the passive income, like we just talked about. You make money in passive income. Every single month, you make money from a property. Now, I'm, I'm, remember, I'm setting aside rental arbitrage because you only make one, money one way. 
passive income, which is good, but you only make it one way. I'm talking about owning the property. So you get passive income, which is absolutely fantastic. Another one, you get equity capture. Equity capture is basically if you buy a house and we're, we as investors, we negotiate, we get the price down. When you buy the house, you buy it for less than it's worth. So let's say it's worth $120,000. You put an offer in for $95,000, you work your way up. Eventually, you buy it for $100,000. If it's worth $120,000, you've literally pocketed $20,000 in equity as you bought the property. So right then and there, you made $20,000. So remember, passive income, monthly passive income every single month, that's money coming in your pocket. You get equity capture. Another one is forced appreciation. Now, forced appreciation would be, let's say it's worth 120 as it sits, but you know, hey, I could paint the walls, I can uh, you know, do the flooring, I could paint the outside, I can make you know, the, the flower beds look good. Let's say you spend $5,000 on the entire property. It's worth 120. You bought it for $100,000, and for $5,000 you actually put it into the property, it makes the property worth $140,000. It brought up the value $20,000 because it's worth more. It's valuable. People want to buy it or would pay for it more, but it only cost you $5,000. That's an increase in $15,000. So not only equity capture of $20,000, you also get the forced appreciation of $15,000 on top of that. So that's another way. Another great way is just even market appreciation in general. We know Prices just keep going up. It'll just keep going up over and over again. And that's just how markets does with inflation, the way the economy moves and all that sort of stuff. So we are always gonna be making money. Another great way is taxes and how you can actually have 1031 exchange, which is a whole nother thing. I, I have a, a whole article written on 1031 exchange. I should be able to put those in the description. So hopefully you look for those. And so you have the 1031 exchange. You also set up a business and you have the, you have expenses that you can write off for your, your um, profits, which you can with our rental arbitrage. I completely understand that because you're setting up a business, but there's so many tax, so many more tax advantages, like even using your 401k or your IRA to buy rental properties. We've even done that, showed so many people, all my students know how to do that. And so that's another great way. But here's the last, here's the sixth way. One of my favorites, next to passive income, which I love passive income. I love that my tenants are the ones that are paying my mortgage. Not only that, get this, I don't pay my taxes. I don't pay my insurance. I don't pay my property manager. I don't pay the rehab. I don't pay utilities. I don't pay any of that stuff. I even don't pay my mortgage, the principal and the interest. My tenants do. My tenants pay for every bit of that. And so what they do is they pay me in the form of rent. Let's say I have a total of expenses of $1,200 a month. Well, if I rent the property for $1,500 a month, that's $300 that goes into my pocket to pay for food, for electric electricity, for my family and all that sort of stuff. And so if you have one property making you, let's just round it down just a little, because I say the bare minimum for all my students, we wanna find properties for $250 or more that goes into our pocket. $250 or more going into our pocket is basically $3,000 a year. Imagine your boss came to you, hey, I want you're doing such a great job. I want to give you a $3,000 a year raise. You'd say, absolutely, I'll take that. Well, imagine this. If you bought a property that you can make $300 or $3,000 a year more, that's another great benefit is you're actually making that passive income. So when you look at tenants paying all your expenses, tenants paying for your expenses and putting money into your pocket, if you buy that house 
for $100,000. Let's say you buy a house with an FHA loan. You live in it for a year, fixing it up and getting it ready. You put 3.5% down. That's $3,500. That's all you would need to put down to buy this property. 3.5% down, $3,500. Now you owe $96,500. Hopefully the math is kind of working out. So the down payment's $3,500 and your balance that you're gonna owe in principle is $96,500 on top of the interest that you're gonna to have to pay to the mortgage company, to the bank. Now, when you're doing that, you're realizing that I am not paying that mortgage, that interest, that um, the, the insurance, the property management fees, the principal, all that stuff, I'm not paying it. So even though $3,500 came out of your pocket, the $96,500 and all the interest is paid for by the tenants. I have properties now that have been paid off by the tenants. Like I bought the property, tenants kept paying me rents and then eventually paid off those properties because the tenants paid them off. I didn't do it. And everything that we're talking about right now with rental properties, I want to show you exactly how to do that. It's not hard, not as hard as you might think. I'm gonna give you my free course. If you look in the description, if you click on the link in the description, masterpassiveincome.com forward slash free course. If you do that, I will send you my free course that's gonna show you how to do long-term rental properties where you own the asset. I'm gonna show you how to find properties, how to fund properties, how to make sure you get other people to do the work for you, how to make sure that you're covering all your bases with the income and expenses and everything. I'll show you the everything about the business. You can absolutely do that. I'm gonna even give you an opportunity. If you're uh, listening to this, text the word rental to 33777. Text the word rental to 33777 and I will get you my free real estate investing course. Let's get back to rental arbitrage because I want you to be aware that right now, obviously you have the experience of the coronavirus, the COVID-19, people are literally not traveling, which makes it really, really rough for uh, short-term rental properties. But there are so that, that's just one, because hopefully you can then turn around the short-term rental property. Remember, short-term rental property, rental arbitrage, they're different. They're the same thing in a sense, but when I talk about short-term rental property, this one, that's where you own the property. You're instead of doing long-term, you're doing a short-term rental, but you own it. When I say rental arbitrage, that is specifically where you go to a landlord like me and say, hey, I want to rent your property and I will put furniture in there and I'm going to use Airbnb to get people in there and pay me per month or per, per night and then I will pay you your lease. Remember, that's rental arbitrage. This is what I want you to be very, very careful of because I would say back in 2014, 2015, this started coming out as something that people were doing as a business model. Now, let's take a step back. In 2008, Airbnb really started. Do you remember what happened in 2008? Well, it was a really bad time for the economy. It had just crashed, like it was literally crashing. I personally started investing in 2006, 2007, and 2008. And as I've been investing since then, and I still own those properties from back then, I've made money in every single market, whether it went up, whether it went down, or whether it went to the side, I made money over and over again. And the reason why, like I said, I make $250 or more on every single property. That's $3,000 a year from every single property. And then if you have 10 properties, that's $30,000. If you have 20 properties, that's $60,000 a year. Man, it, it just scales so much better. But when you have rental arbitrage, remember that's where you have Airbnb and you get a landlord and you're the middleman. There's so many issues that come up in my mind. And I'll be honest, I'll be completely honest. Back in 2016, I was, I was still building my business. I hadn't quit my job yet. 
And I started looking into this rental arbitrage type stuff. 2017 is really started getting, maybe 2018, I was really like, I, I might wanna do this for a business model. And because I don't have to have so much cash out late, so, so many reasons. Anyways, I looked into it. And after I looked at the whole business model, I realized this is not for me. This, out of, uh, uh, also with the six time or six ways that you make money in real estate, you're not gonna make only but one of those. On top of that, there are so many issues. So with Airbnb starting at the bottom of the market, or yeah, it's crusting over, the market starts, go this way, crusting over and it started crashing. Airbnb started in 2008, right after the crash. And with Airbnb starting right after the crash, we've only seen with Airbnb a rise from 2008, 2009, 2010, 11, 2020 now, 2021, it's just been rising, rising, rising. And so with rental arbitrage, it only works when it's a good market. I'm gonna be straightforward and tell you that. This is my opinion. My business model has worked in up, down, or sideways market. But if you have rental arbitrage, if people are not traveling, if people don't, number one, they don't. Have, if it's a recession, people don't have money to travel, they're not gonna travel. Number two, if there's a pandemic where the governments are literally shutting you down, you cannot travel, your places are not going to be rented. There are so many things that happen in a down market that stop the short-term travel and the people on vacation and people using Airbnb that you're gonna look at, oh my goodness, I'm actually not gonna be able to fill these homes. I, I have a property that needs to be rented and I have my expenses that I gotta pay, I gotta pay but People are canceling left and right. So let's go through the many different problems with rental arbitrage. Rental arbitrage and really even short-term rental properties only work when people are traveling, when they have enough money to actually go somewhere and spend some time in another place. If there is no money floating around, like if, if it's a down market, if you look back in 2008, 2009, 2010, it was literally doing, or I'll go this way, it's literally going down, 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 down. And then 2009, it started flattening out, 2010 definitely bottomed out. And then since 2010, it's been going back up. It took about a year for it to, maybe two years ago, all the way down, but then it goes back up. And as it goes back up, people start to travel, people start to move around. But from 2000 and late 2007, 2008, 2009, 2010, very few people were traveling. There was very few people moving around. I remember going through this entire recession back in 2008 and 2009 and 2010, people weren't doing much. And so if you have an arbit a rental arbitrage, even a short-term rental property, but let's just go with a rental arbitrage you still have your expenses you got to pay. You have to pay these things. Now, again, I know that with long-term rental properties, if you own properties, you have expenses. But here's a big thing. You have so much more expenses with rental arbitrage. So if people are not traveling, you're not gonna fill your properties, just like you know regular short-term rental properties, even if you own it. That's a downside. I personally love long-term tenants. I touched the idea of going to Airbnb, but I just loved having stable money coming in, people not moving, not having very many expenses because they're not moving out. I don't need to replace the carpet until it's really destroyed or they're moving out, or I don't need to paint the house until it's actually, you know, they move out or it really needs to be painted, um, regular normal wear and tear. There's so much less expenses with a long-term rental property as opposed to a short-term, especially a rental arbitrage. So number one, if people aren't traveling, if there's not enough money in the markets and people are not doing anything, that's gonna be very, very detrimental. Another big one that I am see coming is, and it's been coming and it will come even bigger and bigger, 
hotels. Hotels hate Airbnb and VRBO and whatever sites would be popping up. They hate those things because they're eating into their market. It's kind of, it's just like the taxi cabs hating Airbnb or sorry, um, Uber and Lyft, hating those because they're literally taking their business. They had a monopoly on personal travel from, you know, car to car or, you know, place to place in a car. They had the monopoly, but enter Airbnb or Uber and Lyft, enter those and it disrupts the entire market. Hotels hate Airbnb. They are pushing so hard and they have so much money to do this. They're pushing so hard to get legislation and regulation so that you cannot have an Airbnb. You go to major cities, San Diego, San Francisco and all them, they're already talking about or have already enacted laws that are going to keep you from doing that, from doing Airbnb or and or they're also gonna tax you even more. You're gonna have so many taxes on top of that to get you to pay hotel rates and all that sort of stuff, um, taxes. They're gonna be doing this so that it's now gonna be cost-effective or not cost-effective anymore to have these short-term rental properties. So hotels hate you. They want you out of business because you're taking their customers. You're bringing their prices down and they've got loads of money and they got lobbyists that would actually petition or you know lobby lawmakers to actually change laws so you cannot do rental arbitrage or Airbnb. So that's a big one is legislation. So be watching out for that. If you are considering rental arbitrage or short-term rental properties, seriously consider the laws and read the laws to make sure that you're not going to be stuck. Like, oh man, I thought I was going to be able to do short-term rental property. It's too expensive to do long-term because I'm not going to make enough money. But oh man, the, comp or the government says I can't do it. So be very, very weary of that. And as I've already said, you only make money in one way. Out of the six different ways that you make money owning owning rental property, if you own the rental property, the tangible asset, the land and the improvements on that property, you own an asset because it makes you money. The bad thing about rental arbitrage is you own nothing other than the furniture and the plates. I mean, but that's a depreciating item. You buy, a, let's say you buy a bed. Well, if you buy it brand new, literally the next day or the next week, it's worth 20% less, 30% less. Nobody's gonna pay full price for that. In fact, I, my kids were bouncing on their, their bunk beds and they got spanked for this. They got bouncing on it and they broke the bunk bed. And so the bunk bed was gone. And so I need, literally needed to sell the mattress. Well, I bought the mattress for like 200 bucks. It's a really nice, you know, foam cushion mattress. I sold it for like $75. That's the best I could sell it for. I think it was only like a year old. So it wasn't that, wasn't that bad. It was really nice. They barely slept on it. They just more bounced on it. So you're going to own furniture. You're not going to own an asset. An asset makes you money. And so if it did come down to where you're realizing, oh my goodness, I'm not able to rent it or people are not traveling or whatever it might be and you're having trouble, you don't own the property. You literally have like depreciating items like beds, um, plates, uh, Keurigs and stuff like that. The only thing you can do is try to sell those for a loss. So you don't own anything when you have rental arbitrage. That's something that as investors... We own assets. The wealthy own assets. There's never been a greater way to accumulate wealth. In fact, it was Dale Carnegie who said that 90% of all millionaires became so through owning 
real estate. Real estate is going to be around forever. It started way back when, you know, when the earth was first created to now. And, you know, things come and go. Airbnb will come and go. You had the, you know, industrial revolution that came and went or the middle ages that came and went. Like things come and go. But what's always been constant is the land, the real estate, the stuff that's there. If you own that, you own an asset. You own and you have the ability to actually utilize that asset. So on top of that, you are able to refinance. You're able to um, pay off loans. You're able to do home equity line of credits to build your business. I've personally borrowed so much money out of my personal residence and my rental properties. And I did the BRRRR method, the B-R-R-R-R method. I think that's what it is. It's the buy, rehab, rent, refinance, and then repeat that process. Hopefully I'll put in the description another article and video that I did all on the Burr method. Um, but I've done that so many times where I had equity. Equities, you know, I, I owe 100,000, it's worth 200,000. I borrowed maybe let's say $70,000. Pulled that $70,000 and I bought rental properties with it and I bought them with loans and then my tenants paid off those loans. So that's the great thing is owning assets gives you so many options. When you have a rental arbitrage business, you own just depreciating uh, liabilities. They're not even assets anymore. And let's get on to the next big problem. You are personally, most likely personally, but also you could have signed with a lease, but more than likely you are on there as well. Um, the lease with a, a LLC or putting your company's name instead of your own personal name. You have long-term leases with these properties. Hopefully, I mean, if you've done the rental arbitrage right, you've done it more than just one, one year. You've signed like a three-year lease. Well, what's gonna happen if there's another COVID-19, there's COVID-20 or 28 or whatever it might be, and people are not traveling? You're still stuck with that lease. Now, I know you're stuck with a mortgage, but with that lease and everything else, you have so many more expenses on top of that. And you don't have tenants paying that because they're not gonna be renting it out. They're not gonna be using Airbnb because they're not going anywhere. They literally cannot go anywhere. As I'm recording this literally right now, we're in the middle of the 15 day that President Trump said, hey, everybody, we're gonna lock down for 15 days. We're literally recording, I'm recording this in the middle of these 15 days. And what I'm telling you is that if nobody's traveling, you have expenses still, but you don't have the income. For my tenants, my long-term tenants and a property that I own, they're still paying me rent. Now, I know some people say, well, what if they lose their job? And what if, and what if, and what if? I'm like, yeah, that's another what if I'm gonna have to contend with, but I'm gonna forego it. I'm gonna say, not, not uh, remove it or abate it or get rid of the rent, but my long-term tenants who are in there, if they're having a trouble for one or two months to get back on their feet, I'm gonna say, hey, we're gonna defer those but you're gonna have to make those up. Hopefully we're not gonna have to evict. I, ho I hope everything works out really, really well, but I'm not gonna give up. I have to still pay my mortgage, and so we're gonna make that up. But because I have so little, like your lease is gonna be, let's say your lease is $1,500 a month. Well, your mortgage on a lease, or my mortgage on a $1,500 a month is only $800. So that's a big difference. That is $700 extra coming out of your pocket to go to a lease, because you're still paying the landlord. So you're on hook for these leases. Now, let's just say you have one rental arbitrage property that is going to put you like, oh my goodness, I have a lease. I have to make sure these leases are paid, the electricity, the utilities, and all that stuff is paid. As a uh, homeowner that has long-term tenants, I don't worry about that because the tenants pay for the electricity, the sewer, the, the tenants pay for all that. But if you're a rental arbitrage with one property, okay, you might be able to float that. It might be okay. 
But let's say you were really working hard. You're a go-getter. You took the courses. You did everything for Rent to Arbitrage told you to do. And you're going to be a millionaire. You're going to have so much money. You have 10 Rent to Arbitrage units or locations. You have 20 or 30 or 40. So the people right now doing Rent to Arbitrage in this COVID-19 issue, they are really hurting because they know they're going to have to pay these leases and they know they're going to have to pay all these expenses. And so when you are signing these leases, you are going to have to realize that if you're signing a three-year lease, you're locked in to these payments. You have to pay them or you're going to be evicted. You're going to be evicted. That's going to be on your credit. That's going to, it's going to be bad. Now, here's your business model. You're built on other people's assets. Why not build a business on your own asset? Now, here's the great thing. Let's take back, um, there's more I'm gonna talk about. Let's, I wanna help you to understand how you can do the same thing, rental arbitrage, but actually own the asset, not do the same thing. Let me, let me round it out. So, imagine you got a property and you were going to furnish it out. You got to a landlord and said, hey, I'm gonna pay you $1,500 a month. I'm gonna furnish it and everything. I gotta buy everything. And then I'm gonna do Airbnb. Well, it's gonna cost you maybe $2,000, $3,000 possibly, beds and couches and plates and you know all that, you know, tables, chairs. It's gonna cost a lot of money, even a refrigerator. Most times there's not a refrigerator. That's gonna be $500 in itself. If it's gonna be a really nice place, it's gonna be seven, $800. So imagine $3,000 coming out of your pocket to rental arbitrage a property. That same example I showed you in the beginning where you buy a house that's an FHA loan $3,500, that's only 3.5% down. If you buy a $100,000 house, that's only $3,500. So what you would normally pay for a rental arbitrage, you actually own an asset. You move in there, you live in it for a little while, you fix it up, and because you already have your furniture, you don't have that extra ex expense, then you pull that stuff out and you put a tenant in there, then you own that asset. Then if you wanna do Airbnb, go ahead, you own that asset. You can absolutely do that. So that's what I'm saying is if you own the asset, you have so many more options. If you were having a rental arbitrage, you have so few options. It's literally just Airbnb and VRBO or nothing. And you are stuck. This business model is built on somebody else's foundation, somebody else's asset, when you can absolutely do this yourself. Another very, very big thing is you gotta be ready for refunds. You gotta be ready for refunds when something like a COVID-28 comes around and you have it booked out. Like you say, I mean, I have 20 properties. All 20 properties are booked out. Everything like that. Uh, we're living high on the hog. Your economy's just booming. We're doing fantastic. People are traveling. I'm making so much money and I'm buying this, I'm spending that. I'm not buying assets. I'm just spending the money. What happens after something like this happens people cancel on you, but they've already prepaid for you know day one, day two, day three, whatever it might be, they've already canceled. So you're looking at right now, even if you're in the middle of this two weeks of the pandemic, the shutdown of everything, the economy, they've shut down everything. And so that's not gonna be just two weeks. It's gonna last, like people have canceled for months out. So if it's in March when it closed down, it's not gonna pick up until June or July, possibly even August. Imagine floating those lease payments, those electrical payments, the utilities, and all of that for the entire five months. Do you, and not just floating that because people aren't coming in, on top of that, all the refunds that people are then needing back. You may have, hopefully, you haven't already spent that money. This is another downside of short-term rental properties. Hopefully, you've not already spent that money. If you have spent that money, 
oh my goodness, you're gonna have to go into debt to give the money back to these people. So many big problems that I'm seeing with rental arbitrage, short-term rental properties. Here's my opinion. So I want you to get started investing in real estate rental properties, long-term properties, you own the asset. And so click the link below, I will give you my free course. So in the description, I will absolutely give you my free course. It's masterpassiveincome.com forward slash free course. And on top of that, I also want to give you my the opportunity to text it and get it as well. If you text the word rental to 33777, text the word rental to 33777, I will absolutely give you my free real estate investing course for free, 100% for free, getting you how to find properties, how to analyze deals, how to get the funding, how to make sure you manage it without, uh, without you actually doing the work. It's an automatic business, having other people do the work. I will give you all that for free, either masterpassiveincome.com forward slash free course or text the word rental to 33777. So what I'm telling you is that there are so many bad things about rental arbitrage and the biggest one is you're gonna be on the hook for these leases. Now I know you're gonna be on the hook for the mortgage, but you have long-term tenants. They are literally hunkered down. Like when they say, don't go anywhere everybody, my tenants are fine. Or they stay in their houses that they're renting from me so they can't go anywhere. If you have a rental property that's vacant, that's a, a long-term or a short-term, especially uh, rental arbitrage, they're not coming into that property. They're staying in mind because they can't go anywhere. <laughs> they're staying in mind. Yours is vacant and you're not making money. So with rental arbitrage, it's gonna be very, very difficult for you to build a solid, long-lasting foundational business that has assets. See, when I started investing in 2008, no, 2006, 2007, 2008, I learned a lot of things. I learned a lot of ways not to do it as well as a lot of ways to do it. And going through that recession, I saw, and here's the biggest thing, if you take anything away from this, buy assets and then make $250 or more in passive income every single month. And in my free course, I will sh absolutely show you how to do that. And so what you're gonna do is you're going to buy the property and that's an asset for you. Get a long-term tenant in there that you make sure that the income and the expenses, that there's a difference there. And that's your passive income. That's $250. So if it's rent, if it's expenses are $1,000, you're renting it for at least $1,250 and you're making that difference. See, the great thing about long-term rental properties and the way we do business at Master Passive Income is we know with a 99.9% .9 certainty what the expenses are. We know with a 99.9% .9 certainty of what the rents will be. We also know who's gonna manage the properties because we set up the business first. We know all this. And so when somebody says, well, real estate's really, really risky, I'm here to tell you, I do everything else in my power. I'm not very, uh, I, I don't like risk very much, and, but I have 30 plus properties now and the properties I bought in 2006, 2007, and 2008 still make me money hand over fist all the time. I made at least $250 in 2006, 2007, and now 2020, 2021, 2022, I still make money every single month from my long-term tenants. So hopefully this has really given you a good perspective that rental arbitrage is a very rough, rough way to do a business. I personally don't because I love not working not having to do a thing, other people do the work for me and I still make money. I still make money every single month because my long-term tenants pay me money. And so if you are going to do short-term rental properties, what I would suggest is having that maybe be 10 or 20% of your entire portfolio of real estate. The rest of it should be long-term properties. Now I'm gonna say, do not do rental 
arbitrage. You can absolutely do long-term assets on your own without doing rental arbitrage. You're just really setting yourself up for failure. And I'm really just scared for people who are doing rental arbitrage and people that are profiting from teaching rental arbitrage when their students are literally going to start losing money when the economy does turn south. So I really want you guys to realize that it's absolutely 100% possible for you to start investing in assets, income producing assets that make you $250 or more every single month and having other people do the work. And I want to show you how to do that. And remember, text the word rental to 33777 or click the link in the description that says masterpassiveincome.com forward slash free course. And I will get you that free course to get you started. So, all right, guys, Dustin Heiner here again with Master Passive Income. I hope you are well and I hope you take care of yourself. I'll see you next time. <music>